Welcome to the Pet Loss Companion. I'm Ken Dolan Del Vecchio. I'm here with my friend and co-author, Nancy Saxton Lopez. And this is a program that we do live on Facebook and YouTube every Thursday from 6 to about 6.30, give or take. And it is a program that is based in the work that we did that created our book, The Pet Loss Companion, Healing Advice from Family Therapists Who Lead Pet Loss Groups. The book is available at Amazon and this podcast we've been doing for more than two years. It's a way for 2020. Yeah, this is episode 125, actually. Mm -hmm. So it's quite a while so far. And what we do with this program is we are able to reach out and connect with people. And uh, we like to hear from you, actually. And in fact, a lot of what we do is we read stories that audience members have sent to us. And then we share some thoughts and reflections on what they have shared with us. And you can reach me at kenddv at gmail.com. You can reach Nancy at nsaxtonlopez at s I mean csmpc.com. So that's n-s-a-x-t-o-n-l-o-p-e-z at csmpc.com. This information I'm sharing as we get started here is all available in the description that is attached to either the video replay or the audio replay, wherever you may find it. You can write to us and tell us a story that happened to you. And if you'd like, we will eventually share it on the program quite possibly. Mm -hmm. And if you'd rather we didn't, we will, one of, one of us will write back to you. One or both of us will write back to you and share our thoughts. And if you do, if you would like to have it shared, then let us know that so that mm -hmm. we know that you're, you've given us the okay. You can also tell us that we, we're okay with sharing parts of it, but maybe not all of it, or maybe mm -hmm. not your real name. We only use first names anyway, uh, because sometimes people are sensitive about, about sharing, but it always helps other people yes. to hear the stories. And boy, do we have some courageous and generous oh. uh, sharers today because their stories are really difficult, really, really difficult. You can support our work in a number of different ways through Venmo, through PayPal, through a monthly subscription. You also should know that this program is a friend of Dakin Humane Society in Springfield, Massachusetts. Dakin offers a whole bunch of good things, including adoption services and shelter and programs that help people with the animal-human bond. And one of the programs that they offer is a cost-free Zoom pet loss support group that I facilitate once a month. It is usually on the second Tuesday of the month and runs 6 p.m. to 7.30 Eastern time. It is entirely free. So it doesn't cost you anything. You can find the RSVP link in the program description and you can join us from anywhere in the world. And the next meeting will be on Tuesday, the 12th of September. So be happy to have you join us if that might be helpful for you. Also, please consider pressing the subscribe button on YouTube if you find this program valuable because that will help other people locate the program and gain benefit from it as well. So the we have a link to the uh, program on YouTube in case you're listening on audio or on Facebook. And you can then uh, subscribe if you think that it's been helpful for you. And again, that, that would be helpful to get it in the in the in the view of other other people who would might benefit. Uh -huh. Nancy, want to get us started? Yeah, like Ken said, I mean, these are two stories that we're going to talk about tonight and share. 
that um, I, I, we really want to thank Jessica and and Jane because you know they were both traumatic accidents, and and it's it is courageous for them to share this. Um, but I do think, and you know, Ken and I think that it is going to be helpful because so many times our animals do die from accidents, right? And we've had multiple of them. And yep. so Ken's going to start with Jessica and Pico. And then I'm going to read Jeans with Mary Jane. Okay, great. So here is a picture of Pico with mm -hmm. her family. And so I'll tell you, I'll tell you the story now. I'll read you the story. Hi, Ken and Nancy. Just as a backstory. My husband and I got our miniature poodle together when we were newlyweds to start our family. That was in 2018. And since then, we've had two more children, a now four-year-old daughter and two-year-old son. However, we always said that our dog, Pico, named like the orange Pico T, was our firstborn child and we loved him. I should say Pico's a male. We loved him just as much. Here it goes. Last Sunday, I called my mom to confirm the days she could babysit this week and she decided to change the schedule and come babysit on monday and tuesday instead of later in the week side note they usually go to the daycare on those days but since my mom was willing to come watch them i agreed to switch our schedule it was nice and warm out on monday so the kids and i were in the pool while pico was laying under my car this was his favorite spot when the sun was out because he could get some shade while still spending time outside with us. Around 12.30, I go inside to get ready for work at one, and then I hear Pico barking, letting me know that my mom had arrived to watch the kids. I go outside to greet my mom. We chat quickly because I'm almost late for work. I get in the car and leave. 20 minutes later, while at work, I get a call from my mom, and I can hear her voice shaking, and she's just saying, Pico was under your car. Pico was under your car. All I could say was, what, what, what? And her voice is trembling, but she's not giving me any more details. So I hang up and get in the car. I race home. And as I pull up in the driveway, I see a blanket lying over Pico's motionless body. And then it hits me. I killed Pico. There's nothing I didn't do or say at this point, And that memory will haunt me forever. As I'm writing this, it has been five days the five hardest days of my life. At first, I felt as though I could handle this because I've had a lot of loss in the last two years and I've dealt with them fairly well. However, not to take away from any other loss, but this is the hardest thing that I've ever dealt with. Thankfully, my husband is very strong and my kids are little, a little too young to fully understand. But this has left me feeling so alone and as though I'm the only one who truly cared for him, even though I think Pico, Pico's bond was better with my husband. I'm finding myself hiding from them to cry and scream. And I try to talk about it with my kids and watch videos or photos of Pico, but my husband says that it won't help me. Personally, I, personally, I think that his way of dealing with it, that's his way of dealing with it. But for me, I need to keep his memory alive as much as I can. There are so many what ifs that go through my mind every day and so many regrets. Regret for changing the schedule that day because had we kept our normal routine, Pico would have been inside the house when I left to bring the kids to daycare. 
regret for not spending more time with him, regret for choosing a bike ride over a walk with him that morning, regretting the last interaction I had with him because I gave him shit for crossing the street, regretting not looking under the car before leaving. And it's even going as far as regretting taking my driver's license all the years ago when I was a teen. I felt as though, I feel as though I won't be able to grieve properly because I'm finding myself starting from scratch anytime I get some time alone without my husband or kids around. The shock, the panic, the sadness, the anger, the guilt, just all cycle through again when I have 10 minutes to my own. And yes, you can share my story. The reason why I want you to share it is because I actually found your podcast while searching for a similar story to mine. And the close, closest thing I could get was episode 114 titled When an Accident Causes Our Animal Companion's Death. The story is similar, but I'm still searching for a story that's closer to mine where the person has forgiven themselves because I can't seem to think that I will ever be able to live with my guilt. Thank you for what you guys do. It's not something most people would listen to for fun, but when we need it, it's gold. That's a hard one. It's it's hard. Yes, it's very hard even to talk and about. Let me just show, show some of the pictures of beautiful Pico and his family. He was a beautiful member of their family, beautiful little dog. And, and of dog. course, she's feeling such tremendous guilt. I mean, she's using the word regret, but of course she regrets, but she feels guilty. Of course she would. And the pain and not, I can, the thought is she just doesn't know where to go with this. She doesn't yep. know how to process this. She doesn't, she, it's so overwhelming and of course, she has her kids and she has a job and she has her husband, right? And all of them are grieving. Maybe the kids, you know, are wondering where Pico is. But yes, her right. husband is grieving in his way, too. His way, in a different way. Yeah, in, in a different, different way. way. Yeah. Um, and so she, I, I'm hoping this was about a month ago, I believe. So I'm hoping June 24th. that she has a little over my have been able to kind of work through some of this um, because, you know, she never ever would have intended. Of course. Of course. I mean, this is an accident. And, but I mean, it's, it's just such a painful thing to have that connection that I did this, but she didn't, she didn't mean to do this. Of course and not. so, I mean, and it's, and I, there's things here that it's okay that she cries and she screams and it's okay that she gets it out and it's okay that she has to do anything she needs to do to move through this very traumatic loss, the grieving for this beautiful dog. And when um, she says, she says the shock, the panic, the sadness, the anger and the guilt just all cycle through again when I have 10 minutes to my own, yeah. very, very common. You're yes. all, you're having to focus on taking care of others, taking care of your work, everything that a life requires. And then when you've got a little downtime, it all hits. It all hits again, right? Because and you're distracted, that, right? And then it comes back. That's the way it works. And <laughs> excuse me, I've got this little um, respiratory thing going on that she'll, she'll work through it as long as she needs to. And eventually, eventually, and maybe as you said, maybe now it's perhaps beginning to happen, it'll it'll soften. 
it won't be so devastating. But one of the things I think it's important to note, and I put this in the description, this, this kind of stuff happens. Yeah. You know, life brings us all kinds of very unpredicted and never welcomed tragedies. And there's nothing we can do. We are, are the limits of our control are pretty minimal. You know, yeah. they're, they're, they're like, we don't we have that much control. A lot. We do the best we can. And, right. and we, we, we have oversights. We're preoccupied. You know, we're, we're distracted. I, I know a story like this where, where a family, where a, a father backed over his toddler yeah. Yeah. and, you know, people have, they find ways to live forward and, and that's what that's what you have to do when there's such a very very tragic, tragic thing. And you know, obviously, they gave this little dog. They gave him a wonderful, wonderful life when they had him. And yeah. and that's the best you can do. Is is you know, we we don't know how and when a life is going to end. We don't know. I do want to also address that when the grief has been so overwhelming, right? And she's saying, "Wow." Um, I'm grieving more for the for Pico than maybe other deaths that I have struggled with and suffered with. Yeah, now yeah. you and I know that, and I, we've talked about this before in the group. People will come in and they would they would almost whisper and they would say, "I think I'm crazy," and we would always say, yeah, "Why yeah. are you thinking that way?" And they say because I've grieved more for this, my companion animal than my parents or my spouse yep. or grandparents or aunts and uncles, siblings. Yeah, the meeting we had two days ago, lots of people identified with that thought. Was one person brought it up and, and uh, many, many people identified with it. And so it, it's, it's so very common. It's so very well, common. Also, there are kids, right? Yep. Like she said, this was our firstborn child. Yep. And you cannot have a relationship with a human that you can with an animal. Yep. It's completely different. It's so, it's so interesting that you say that. I, uh, I realize how tactile my relationship with my dogs is. I'm always touching them and holding yeah. them and, and reassuring <laughs> them, touching them. You know, it's very interesting when you see how, how much we are intimately connected with them and in, in ways that over time, we, you know, when our kids are infants, of course, we're holding them and taking care of all their bodily needs. But then, then they, they grow, grow up. up and they become adults or young adults and we're not like rubbing their heads all the time. No, they don't want that. So. We're not rubbing their tummies the way we no. are with our dogs and cats. <laughs> and that never ends with a, they, with a dog a, or a, a cat, cat or, or any cat. pet, right? Many pets, they remain, they remain our infants, yeah. our, you know, our little children for their entire lives. And that degree of intimacy is so, so connecting right. that, so profound, right? Yeah, it's just very, very deep. And so, you know, it's... Uh, it's and they're it's, unconditional. They love us no matter what. Kids can yeah. yell, they can scream, they can call you names, they can do yeah. a lot of things. But, <laughs> but our pets don't. They don't yell no, at us. They, they don't do get angry. And, they uh, don't care, just so you love them, right? And, and so we really want to thank Jessica yeah. so much because 
she's she's offering this to listeners because it's so it's so very tragic. She said that she listened to another one of the episodes, and we've course, of course we've talked about this yeah. this issue of accidental death a number of times. But she's actually offering it because she wants other people who experience something similar to find solace in her story. And that is so incredibly generous of her. It's so so brave and generous and we can't thank her enough for that. And actually the next story is it's similar in theme. So I'm going to read Jean's story. Uh, It's named tragedy, trauma, grief, and guilt, but mostly guilt. What a title too. What a title. Last Saturday, July 1st, 2023, our beautiful, vivacious, precious, loving Black Lab mix, Mary Jane, strangled and drowned on our property. She was only 16 months old. It was our fault. She was the love of our lives, and we are heartbroken. My husband and I, retired seniors with children grown and gone, opened our hearts to MJ in a way I had never known possible. She was the center of our world and our days revolved around her. We walked her four miles a day in our neighborhood, making many new friends who came to pet our beautiful girl. People teased us about her name, thinking Mary Jane, a reference to marijuana. The truth is we named her after the ski slopes where the two of us fell in love 45 years ago. She snuggled in my lap every morning and played fetch in our yard with my husband every day. She slobbered all over whenever in the presence of any food, loved to chew socks. All of our socks have holes in them. She destroyed several remotes, two sets of expensive Apple AirPods, many (laughs) pairs of glasses, and got away with stealing our food off the kitchen counter more than once. We could not have loved her more. MJ came to us rather unexpectedly. She always felt to me like an angelic presence gifted to us from above. How little did I appreciate that she was only a short heavenly loan. Last year, our youngest son and his wife chose to go to a breeder for a puppy after a failed and painful experience with a rescue. The breeder had pups she called Goldadors, a mix of Golden Retriever and Labrador. The pups were the most adorable I had ever seen. Out of the blue, I immediately knew I wanted one as well. Without hesitation, my husband and I jumped into the dog parenthood feet first. In the end, we, along with our youngest son, his in-laws, and also our eldest son, all adopted pups from this breeder, three of them siblings from the same litter. Suddenly, we had four new lab mix puppies in our family, two all black, two all yellow. Raising and training these loving, rambunctious, adorable puppies was now a family affair. We live in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains on four acres in a canyon surrounded by national forest. It's an amazing but very wild place. Our three-quarter acre yard, being the largest and fortified with a new, higher, and stronger lab-friendly fence, has become pup central. We frequently dog sit for our son's dogs and watching the family dogs, especially the lab pups, play brings us much joy. A side benefit is seeing my sons and daughter-in-law more often as they love bringing their fur babies to our private dog park with nearby hiking trails. However, our house sits on a busy road, and across the road is a roiling, I think that's a powerful stream currently swollen from spring runoff and recent heavy rains. We have property on both sides of the road. On that fateful day, less than a week ago of this writing, my husband took Mary Jane on a leash across the road and across a fallen log bridge to romp in a field. 
she slipped and fell into the rushing stream, her leash getting caught on the log, strangling her as she drowned. The pressure of the rushing water, the 70-pound weight of the dog, and the taut leash made it nearly impossible for my 71-year-old husband to pull her out. When he finally managed this feat, she was gone. His guilt for taking her near the swollen stream and across the log is profound. I feel intense guilt as well as we both often took her to play in the fields near the stream. We let her run free, dragging her leash, but never let her out of our sight. My thinking was that if she got in trouble, got stuck, or a wild animal came along, we could easily grab her by the leash. What a horrific and deadly miscalculation. I keep repeating through my tears, I'm so sorry, MJ, for not keeping you safe. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Now we are paralyzed by grief and overwhelmed by guilt, especially my husband who witnessed her horrific death, unable to save her. So much so that he is unable to tell anyone of our sorrow. I'm trying to support him as well as grieve myself, but the isolation has me feeling as if I'll burst. We fear telling our pet-loving sons and their wives that may result in judgment, and we're so vulnerable right now we just can't risk it. We don't know how to tell them. We are also hiding from our neighbors, feeling that we can't tell them before we have told our family. So we sit here alone in pain, grief, guilt, sorrow, and sorrow, stuck. I've reached out to a therapist who specializes in pet loss and trauma. Good. We have an appointment. We do plan to tell our son soon. God give us the words. I found your YouTube videos in desperation. They have been so helpful. I've watched you, Ken, and you, Nancy, for hours and hours. Your kindness and compassion, your understanding, healing wisdom has reached me into these in these dark hours. I decided to write Mary Jane's tragic passing down, as you often suggest. My first outlet for this unbearable sour, uh, sorrow. Thank you for doing this healing and needed work. If I'm not mistaken, the Bible speaks of the kindness of strangers. We've lost our angel, Mary Jane, but you two are angels to be as well. God bless. Now, this is really so important at the end here. I'll end this with the things that Mary Jane taught me and the blessings that she bestowed upon me. Long snuggles and cuddles every morning. Adoring looks, unconditional love. Joy in everything, bugs, bones, tall grass, running free, her litter mates and fellow dogs and smelling things, smelling things and smelling things. <laughs> the softest, most gorgeous fur, the sweetest puppy dog face. Silent communication, she would put her nose on me and somehow I always knew what she needed. She made two invisible aging seniors visible again as walking with MJ in public always aroused much attention. She raised my vibration. She improved my health, physical and mental. She brought a joy in life I had not had in many years. She brought my husband and I closer together. She reignited my maternal instinct. I was so proud of her. I laughed more often, usually at her, and I always had someone to hug. So beautiful. So beautiful and so meaningful for everybody. It, right. it really every one of those every one of those affirmations made me think of my my two dogs. That's right. Mean to me, yeah. The, the babies yeah. we have now are yeah. our companion animals, and we want an update. They did tell their family, and they were yeah. very 
afraid of that, but of course their family was very supportive. Oh, and we, we advise, you know, I remember both of us advised them, just yeah. tell them the way you told us, just yeah. tell them what happened. They love you. They're not yeah. going to judge you. They're yeah. going to, they're going to immediately connect with you very compassionately. Right. They're going to go hug did, you and be with you. Which they did. It, yeah. it is, it is very typical though, when we have this kind of a loss, really any loss, we, we don't want to talk about it because we're scared to talk it, about it. It makes it real. Yeah. When we, when we share it with other people, when it becomes community oh, knowledge, sweet. it's like, it like deepens it in the moment. However, it's the only way to, to, to work it connect through. with mm -hmm. others and keep the connection going. So I remember immediately writing to them and saying, just, just tell your kids, like, don't eat, don't wait any longer. You're, 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 you're suffering. You're, you're, you're need adding to dread that's yeah. unnecessary to an already terribly painful situation. And they did it. And, and, yep, yep. and, and it was exactly the way that we, we thought it would be right. How could it, it be? Otherwise? You know, you listen to this loving family, family right? I mean, they're very connected. They're right. very, they're in, they're with each other a lot. They're in proximity to each other. They all got these puppies. They love each other very much. They're not going to judge these, these sons and their wives are not going to judge their parents in no. a harsh, punishing way. And, you know, again, this is the kind of, this is one of those things that it really makes you recognize how lucky we are most of the time. Like my son goes hiking with his dog in the hills in Germany and he lets the leash go sometimes for exactly the reason that Jean mentions. Exactly right. the reason. Because if if Bernie if there's something off, wrong, they can grab the fact, Bernie once took off and Eric thought he had lost him, but he did. He got caught on a stump or something and he was able to see Bernie's a little white dog. He was able to see him up way ahead and was able to go retrieve him. And so people do that. Now, I don't know. And I don't think he does it anymore because he, he felt like, no, I just got to hold on to that leash. <laughs> but, but this is a very typical thing that, that people do. And, and even instructors will sometimes take, get, get one of those 15 foot leashes. Yeah. And, and that way you can sort of begin to, your dog can feel some degree of distance from you and, you know, but but we do all kinds of things with our pets because we have, and nothing risk. happens. Yeah, and right. Nothing life, happens. Life includes risks, and right. who would think that? And and you know, this these things happen, and it's terribly sad. And I'm sure that this incredibly painful. I mean, what a beautiful family, and what a beautiful yeah. dog, and and what a and sweet I'm, connection they had with Mary Jane. And I hope that. The, they're really learning to, I mean, this was a beautiful, a beautiful story, but that they were, they could work through some of that guilt because it's really, you know, guilt is the hardest emotion that we deal with, you know, and we, we see this in every story that we Oh, have. it's pretty ubiquitous. No matter what the, and, no matter what it, the circumstances are, people tend to yeah. have to work through some guilt and and you know we've heard that in, with some of our guests most recently we heard that from danielle talking mm -hmm. about it in a very interesting way and uh, so there's this is a theme that is is interwoven very tightly with grief 
And because we're again, we're we're supposed to be able to take care of our our, our babies, mm-hmm. and but we also live our lives with them, right? So yep. sometimes, as we have seen with Jessica and with Jean, that things happen, accidents happen. But we also want to tell both of them that Pico and Mary Jane are with them, and always yeah. will be with them, and they hold no malice. Yep. They hold no judgment. They hold no criticism. What wonderful lives and what wonderful, rich emotional connections they had. And now they hold them in a different way. That's the way we think about it. Yeah. That's right. In their hearts, part of their soul. Yeah. So we want to thank Jean and Jessica very much. And Um, again, these these are the hardest, such hard hard stories. And, and, And yet... You know, life sometimes deals some very, very hard realities, and we we can't thank them enough for being willing to share. Because yes. this will help other people for sure. This will help other people to feel less alone, to feel right. like you know understood, connected, yeah, understood. Right. Yep. Right. So, Nancy, always a pleasure speaking with you. Yes, you can. And um, we'll look forward to our conversation next, next week. week. And and the YouTube. Yeah, Please yeah. subscribe. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. YouTube. <laughs> Thanks for mentioning that. Please subscribe to YouTube. It really does help other people find the program. Thanks. So thanks for the reminder, Nancy. <laughs> Take care, everyone.